Did the supremely weak United States Supreme Court unanimously uphold gun rights? An Alabama State House rep has been fired by an Alabama County Sheriff for his support of constitutional carry. And our 2A for Today Modern Militiaman Spotlight is on a man whose quick thinking and judicious action averted a mass shooting in Fort Smith, Arkansas. Welcome to 2A for Today. for today is a program where we explore all things Second Amendment, all things that protect, threaten, and violate the Second Amendment rights of all Americans, from unconstitutional executive orders and legislation, judicial tyranny and overreach, to how you can get trained and be better prepared to defend yourself, your family, your neighbors, and your rights. So, if the Second Amendment is important to you, make sure to subscribe to the New American Magazine and get on the 2A for Today mailing list so that you get an email alert anytime we upload a video or stream a live event. My name's Zoe Warren, and I'm the host of 2A for Today. Now, did the supremely weak United States Supreme Court unanimously uphold gun rights? Man can dream, can't he? <laughs> well, I better dream with my eyes wide open, or I might miss a fast one getting pulled over on us. The Supreme Court heard a case concerning warrantless gun confiscation that on its surface looks like a win for gun right activists and Second Amendment defenders, but upon closer investigation, the Supreme Court opinion had absolutely nothing to do with gun rights. The late 2015 case involved a man and his wife who had a domestic dispute, whereby the man, Mr. Coniglia, placed an unloaded gun on their table and said to his wife, shoot me now and get it over with. His wife didn't even call 911. She booked a hotel for the night. The next day, the wife returned with the police to perform a wellness check on her husband. The police officers convinced Mr. Coniglia to get a psych evaluation, even though the police admitted that they didn't believe that he was behaving abnormal or agitated. They also promised not to confiscate Mr. Coniglia's weapons. They lied. Then, they lied to his wife, telling her that Mr. Coniglia gave them consent to seize his firearms. Mr. Coniglia rightly filed a lawsuit against the police for violating his Fourth Amendment rights. Notice that he didn't sue them for violating his Second Amendment rights. This looks like a win for Second Amendment proponents, but it really has nothing to do with the Second Amendment. To be fair, it does bring into focus questions about the constitutionality of so-called red flag laws that codify certain thresholds and standards that a situation must meet before any black-booted, law enforcement authority can get a warrant to come to our house and violate our Fourth Amendment rights. Now, my criticism is in no way meant to diminish the use of discretion by law enforcement to perform warrantless confiscations in the midst of crimes being actively committed, or where there's an obvious and immediate physical threat to innocent people, even where the subject of the investigation may suffer harm otherwise, or if a gun is left in a vehicle on the side of the road or something. It's a slippery slope, and maybe I should keep my opinion to myself on the matter because I'm no expert, nor do I put my life at risk every day patrolling these dangerous streets. A lower court, however, determined that the firearms were seized without a warrant, but it was justified under a Fourth Amendment exception called community caretaking. They specifically cited a case law example from a previous Supreme Court opinion, Katie versus Dombrowski. The court opined it justified for police to bypass the warrant requirement to perform community caretaking, like 
when police take a gun from the trunk of an impounded vehicle without a warrant because a vandal may break in, take the gun and use it to commit a crime. Justice Clarence Thomas addressed that in his opinion by stating, searches of vehicles and homes are constitutionally different, as the Katie opinion repeatedly stressed. The Biden DOJ chimed in, and I believe that they doth protest too much. Old Joe and his cadre of communists want to give police officers more liberty and citizens less in the case of gun rights. But don't they want to defund the police? Stunning hypocrisy. Pretend to be shocked. The DOJ wrote a brief hoping to influence the Supreme Court and the brief went to this effect. The touchstone of the Fourth Amendment is reasonableness. For criminal investigations, this court has generally incorporated the warrant clause into the Fourth Amendment's overarching reasonableness requirement, but it has not generally done so for seizures and searches objectively premised on justifications other than the investigation of wrongdoing. The ultimate question in this case is therefore not whether the respondent officer's actions fit within some narrow warrant exception, but instead whether those actions were reasonable and under all the circumstances here, they were. However, a unanimous Supreme Court buried that notion thusly, stating that law enforcement officers can perform many tasks in modern society, but there's not an open-ended license to perform them anywhere. The very core of the Fourth Amendment, Thomas wrote, is the right of a man to retreat into his own home and there be free from unreasonable search and seizure. In the realm of this current court, a man's home has been affirmed his castle. An Alabama State House rep has been fired by an Alabama County Sheriff for his support of constitutional carry. In 2018, Representative Shane Springer was elected to public office while working as the Chief of Police in Satsuma, Alabama. He resigned from that position and accepted an appointment as a captain in the Mobile County Sheriff's Office. Representative Springer and the Sheriff could not come to agreement on a critical Second Amendment issue. Springer expressed support for constitutional carry and legislation that would ban agencies from enforcing unconstitutional federal firearms laws. The Rooster Games ended with the sheriff giving Shane the left for the fellowship. <laughs> Representative Springer had this to say in his and all of our defense. The US Constitution does not say you have a right to keep and bear arms as long as you pay what amounts to a gun tax in the form of permit fees. It says you have the right to keep and carry firearms, period. After dedicating my life and career to law enforcement, losing a job because I stand in support of Alabama gun owners is certainly surprising, but nothing will discourage me from defending the constitutional guarantees promised to all of us as American citizens. Thank you, Representative Springer. Brother, we are mutually pledged and we honor you for your stand and for you and your family's sacrifice to preserve the blessings of liberty for all of us. And lastly, our 2A for today modern militiaman spotlight is on a man whose quick thinking and judicious action averted a mass shooting in Fort Smith, Arkansas. On May 15th, police responded to a shooting incident at an apartment complex in Fort Smith, Arkansas. 26-year-old Zachary Arnold had ordered the apartment tenants to come out of the building right now. Saying people were gonna die today and that he wanted us all out there on the ground laying down. Yeah. Two elderly women came out but ran back inside. One of those women, Lois Hicks, 
did not shut her door as she ran. She was followed by Arnold and shot to death. Arnold then proceeded to fire rounds into the adjacent apartments, and that's when our modern militiaman grabbed his hunting rifle in defense of himself and his neighbors and neutralized the present active and deadly threat to the security of his free and vulnerable community. I spoke with the public information officer, Eric Mitchell, and he reports that the Fort Smith Police Department are still investigating the incident and that they're working diligently to give us more information within the week. Though we still don't yet know our hero's name, we can salute our brother-in-arms who loved his neighbors and demonstrated it by rescuing the weak and the needy and delivering them from the hand of the wicked. We are proud to honor him as our 2A for today, Modern Militiaman. That concludes our program for today, but again, in the coming weeks and months, 2A for today will be talking to experts, scholars, trainers, and all forms of gun right activists and Second Amendment proponents to answer the many questions that we all have and unpack the various laws and trespasses of our rights that have already been enacted and those that are on the horizon. Again, if the Second Amendment's important to you, make sure to subscribe to the New American Magazine and get on the 2A for Today mailing list so that you get an email alert anytime we upload a video or stream a live event. And share these videos with your family and friends who feel the same, or those that are riding the fence between liberty and tyranny who need a little bit more convincing. You've been watching 2A for Today. My name is Zoe. Post your comments or questions, and we'll try to address as many as we can as fast as we can in the coming weeks and months. Thank you for watching 2A for today.